0: Today we'll be looking at Ephesians 5, beginning in verse 22. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is head of the church. He is the Savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's Word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it just as Christ cares for the church, and we are members of his body. As the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So again I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband.
1: the team up here singing this morning i'll I'll tell you a little secret maybe i'm not supposed to tell this but if you look at that monitor that's what's going out over the live stream and so i was watching that and i saw the those accompanying with musical instruments over here I, i saw noah playing the drum. And, of course, Erin leading. And I I keep saying Erin does such a good job. But did you notice the girls? Talk about a stage presence. I mean, the smiles, uh, they don't stand still. Now, Shelly does just a little bit. but Cheryl and Kelly do not stand still when they sing. And that stage presence and their smiles just light up our live stream. Amen? Amen? That That is fantastic. And I want them to know that I appreciate them. And there are others who could be up here. And so maybe we need to pray together about that as well. We're still in the book of Ephesians. so We have a, a few more weeks. But we're speaking today about... The the wrong presentation. Walter. That's last week's sermon, and I am not going to preach it again. Okay, so what we're talking about, you've got it in your worship guide. It's the people on the live stream. And Walter, you owe me a steak dinner. <laughs> okay. We're talking about a supernatural marriage. Because last week we ended with the concept of mutual submission. And he immediately goes into talking about wives and husbands. And we have to remember when we're talking about this, boy, today is gonna be a hard day. I can't call people's names, Loretta, because if I do, they'll think I'm speaking to them, right? So, but uh, we're talking about mutual submission and Kim and Kim, that, that is the overriding feature of all of this. Never forget that the subject at hand is mutual submission and he's talking about this some is some of the most powerful teaching about marriage that you'll find in the scripture it contains old testament quotes it contains new testament teaching it is the most powerful passage about marriage in the bible now I was thinking about what to call this because it is inspired of God. And I wanted to point out, I I almost called it, you need an unnatural marriage. Now, I didn't call it that because that sounds just a little borderline. But my point in that was that, Don, we don't need a natural marriage because of our sin nature our sin nature leads us to be prone to selfishness self idolatry narcissism and anger and lying and cheating we don't need to do in our marriage what comes natural because we are by nature sinners against god and sinners against each other and i thought about talking about being newlyweds but brenda would call me out i got to tell you that our first year of marriage was well let's put it this way two firstborns married each other Can, can you imagine the negotiation and the arguments and and the tears and sometimes the yelling and when somebody says Oh, we're just like newlyweds. I don't think much of that. (laughs) What I wish is that we could have found the joy in marriage we have now, 40 years ago, 47 years ago, 50 years ago. I wish we could have had the kind of marriage we have right now, 50 years ago. But we had to learn our way through some of those early years, and yes, fight our way through some of those early years. Oh, listen to me, you don't want a natural marriage. Well, neither do you want an unnatural marriage. That title, Kelly, was not appropriate. Oh, I've got my presentation now. Well, you, you don't want an unnatural marriage, Because in our current culture, we have unnatural marriages, and they are not according to God's plan. They are not a real marriage. It's a sinful relationship. It may be, and listen to me, just because it's acceptable in the culture doesn't make it right. And just because it's legal, does not make it right. You can legalize sin against God all you want to, but it's still a sin against God. So you don't want a natural marriage and you don't want an unnatural marriage. What we want, what we need is a supernatural marriage. What does that mean? That means that both the husband and the wife have a personal relationship with God. By the way, I I don't have it on the screen. I'll go ahead and tell you. Some of you have seen the, the, the pyramid, the triangle diagram. What that means is two people married to each other so they have a horizontal relationship but they each also have their own personal relationship with God. Husband, if you have an idea that your wife has her relationship with God through you, you are mistaken. Wife, if that's what you're depending on, you're in trouble. You need your own personal relationship with God. Husband, and I think this is more common, that the husband has no relationship with God except through his wife. She's in church and she's following God and she's praying for her husband either to get saved or having been saved to come to church and get involved. But the same thing is true. If both of you do not have a vertical relationship with God through Jesus Christ, your horizontal relationship, that is the relationship between each of you is not going to be right you need a supernatural not a natural relationship not an unnatural relationship a supernatural relationship that can only happen when you have a relationship each of you have a relationship with god and you are empowered that's what makes it supernatural you are empowered by the holy spirit now in this passage a supernatural marriage requires following god's supernatural plan that plan is stated in the book of genesis the book of genesis rodney's the book of beginnings and it's the beginning of the home the family of marriage for this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife And the two will become one flesh notice that the key to marriage I've already said is in the previous chapter 421 submit to one another out of reverence for Christ that is the basis of being united the husband and the wife cleaving to each other To have that kind of a relationship Nancy you've got to have mutual submission otherwise you cannot have the intimacy intellectually emotionally sexually you cannot have that cleaving to each other that comes in marriage and it, it is mutual submission it says submit to one another out of reverence for Christ mutual submission the goal is a joyous union that they are one flesh they are united they cleave to one another and then the method of that union is love and respect verse 33 chapter 5 however each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband the husband must love the wife the wife must respect her husband i like it when my young people sit on the front and you'll forgive me if i walk over and talk to you if there is some guy that you're dating and you're thinking about marriage And you cannot respect him. Break up now. Don't marry a jerk. Because you will live with him the rest of your life. And if he's a jerk now, you think I'm going to change him. God may change him, but you will not. Just don't marry a jerk. And I would say don't marry an unbeliever. Find a good Christian Baptist young man. Can I get an amen? amen? And marry him. Don't marry a jerk. Young men, I'm going to talk to you too. You're commanded to love and to sacrifice yourself for her. Don't marry a jerk! Don't marry a jerk! You marry someone that you can love for the rest of your life. If you can't do that, see we're talking about love. We're not talking about lust! We're not talking about being enamored with someone. Uh, The shine will wear off of that. And there better be some loving commitment that's underneath or you're never going to have a supernatural marriage. Now for you old people, that means anybody over the age of 22, right? 40, 50, 60. Brenda used to tell me, Larry, that when I got, I couldn't say I was old till I was seventy. Guess what? I'm there. Now she says you can't say you're old till you're eighty. I don't know what's going to happen when I, Sandy, when I get to eighty, but I may not make it. But whatever. But for the rest of you, well, and you young people too, love and respect. I could spend the whole sermon on this, but Melody don't have time love and respect somebody some guy comes to me and says I don't love my wife anymore and I say to him I'm sorry but you have to what do you mean I just don't feel it what do I do Robert Francis would say fake it till you make it <laughs> but what I'm saying to you is you want to learn to love your wife, guys act like you do do the things for her that you would do if you were totally enamored with her and in love with her you treat her like you love her and write this down you young people especially write this down good actions result in good emotions right actions result in right emotions if you perform as if you do if you do the things that you ought to do to love someone they will begin to love you or i'm sorry you will begin to love them the wife comes to me and says i just have no respect for my husband at all i just can't respect him anymore and i usually hear all the reasons why and when they finally get finished with the list that they came in with I tell them well, i'm sorry but you have to respect your husband god said so well i just can't respect him anymore you have to god commands it. Well, what do i do again robert would say fake it till you make it i prefer saying act like you do do the things that you would do speak to him with respect treat him with respect and the amazing thing is, Joe, right actions result in right emotions. If you treat him with respect, you will begin to respect him. Okay, then we get into this conundrum. I told you I could preach the whole sermon on this, and I'm trying not to, really am. I'm trying not to. But here's the conundrum Well, I will if he will. If he will start loving me then I'll start respecting him and the husband sitting in the chair and looks at her and said well if she would respect me I would love her and Todd they're both right they're both right so for him to love her she's got to respect him for him to Love her. Anyway, who's got to start? And I, Joe, I always look at him and I say, whose job is it to start this? Because somebody's got to start. Somebody's got to start respecting and somebody's got to start loving. Whose job is it to start? And they look at each other and sometimes they point at. And each other most of the time done by then they figured it out and they raised their hand it's me it's me and I will tell you that if you're have I don't care who you are if you're having trouble in your marriage right now this mutual submission of love and respect is the key to having peace at home and saving your marriage Who has to start and you say to yourself it's me I do it's my responsibility I'm not accountable for what he does I'm not accountable for what she does it's my responsibility to start with love and respect a supernatural marriage is what you need a supernatural marriage Requires a supernatural wife. Now remember, I'm not talking about superwoman. I'm not even talking, Cheryl, about the Proverbs 31 woman. I'm just talking about somebody who has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And is willing to follow him and do what he says. And that, because of the faith in Christ, Kelly, that means you have the Spirit of God living in you, and you are empowered and you are enabled to be a supernatural wife. Not just a normal wife, a supernatural wife. Ephesians 5, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, just like the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Now, I want you to understand this. The wife's submission is not a sign of inferiority. We're not saying that wives, you're not as good as men, so you have to give in. That's not God's plan at all. How do I know that? Because it says wives, submit yourselves to your own husband. Do you, do you see? That's an indication that women are not inferior to men in general. Otherwise it would have said submit to every man you see that's not the way it is you are commanded to submit to the one that's been made the head of the household now yeah, we can go back to the garden we can talk about who was deceived and why God made this plan and and the penalty of sin and all of that but you already know that that's the reason for it but I need you I need to correct a misunderstanding of fundamentalists everywhere and I are one, I believe the fundamentals of the scripture, I believe the fundamentals of the faith, but I am not a religious nut or a legalist. And we need to correct this idea that all women are inferior to all men. That's not in the Bible. It's not a matter of inferiority. It is submission to the one that God gave you to lead you and to be the head of your home. It's also based on the Lordship of Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. You're having trouble submitting? Submit to Jesus. Submit to God. And by the way, that's a principle, Don, we're going to get into later about workers and bosses, the same kind of thing. Remember, we, we we each have our Lord as well, and we work as unto the Lord, and we hire employees and treat them as unto the Lord, knowing that we both have the same Lord. And so the submission, wives, your submission is based on the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You say, Well, my husband's not worthy of my submission. Yeah, but is Jesus? Is Jesus worthy of your submission? Then you submit to your husband, whether he seems to be worthy or not, based on the lordship of Jesus Christ. It is also based on the headship, it acknowledges the headship of the husband. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. You have to acknowledge that this was the plan of God. Listen, we've got trouble in our marriages today. And it's because our culture has rocked the roles of marriage. And we need to reestablish biblical marriage so that we can have a supernatural marriage and a supernatural marriage is impervious to divorce don't ever use that word in your house don't threaten it don't suggest it just don't say the word my sunday school class has heard me say time and time again that divorce is a gift that keeps on giving and i'm saying that facetiously it is no gift but it does keep costing you and It just keeps costing you. Avoid divorce by having a supernatural marriage. Even if it is your second marriage or third, make it a supernatural marriage. Now, I can tell you, wives, how to understand your husband and to make him feel like he has a supernatural wife. These five things called the Fantastic Five come from Shanti Feldon. These are five things that a wife can do to make her husband feel cared for and respected. These things are simple, they are learnable, and they are doable. These are true, in fact, regardless of the husband's personality style or even his love language. They work. I believe in, you say, why are you doing this? This is not a marriage class. This morning it is. Because I believe in practical preaching. And here's something extremely practical. Number one, she notices his effort and sincerely thanks him for it. For example, thank you for mowing the lawn, even though it was hot outside. And it, what that doesn't said, uh, what that doesn't say is, even though I really think it's your job to do it, you thank him for it. You notice the things that he does. Cindy, I was you were laughing. I I was at a conference in Austin, Texas, a small group, and I was doing going through all of this, and I did what the husbands ought to do first for their wives, and the women thought that was great, and the husbands. We're amazing, John. I mean, they—they they agreed. Yeah, we need to love our wives. We need to sacrifice the things we want to do. You know, we—they were on board. And then I got to what the wives ought to do, and they threw a fit. What? You want me to thank him because he took the garbage out? Yes. Absolutely. Even though he does it every week or every other day or every day, you thank him for the things he does. Show your appreciation, and it makes a big difference in his attitude toward you. Thanks for playing with the kids, even when you were so tired from the work. This deeply pleases 72% of all men. If you're sitting there and saying, that doesn't please me. Okay, so you're part of the 28%. But for 72% of the men, it's pleasing. Number two, you say to him, you did a great job at whatever. This deeply pleases 69% of all men. That goes with mowing the yard. Brenda tells me, boy, the yard looks good because you mowing straight lines., ah, I'm OCD. <laughs> I'm mowing straight lines. I can't stand to see a crooked yard mowed. But you did a good job. You mention in front of others. Do I need to say that again? You mention in front of others something he did well. This deeply pleases, again, 72% of all men. Number four, she shows that she desires him sexually and that he pleases her sexually. This is deeply pleasing for 85% of all men and then number five makes it clear to him that he makes her happy she expresses appreciation for something he did for with a smile with a smile words and a big hug this is deeply pleasing to 88 percent of all men the fantastic five for him for you wives to do and by the way you're trying to shoot a picture of that and you're probably not going to get a good picture, if you'll give your name to Brenda with your email or phone number, I will either email this to you ladies or text you. Now, supernatural marriage also includes a supernatural husband. Your husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy cleansing her by the washing with water through the word of God, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. By the way, he who loves himself should love his wife in the same way. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. First of all, supernatural husband treasures his wife. I use that word treasures because Charles, it's agape. It, it is love, okay? He loves his wife. But it's a little deeper than that it's the kind of love that christ has for his church christ treasures his church and husbands you ought to treasure your wife as a gift from god love your wives just as christ loved the church i've said already that love is not just lust it's not just being enamored it is loving, sacrificial commitment to your wife. He is selfless with her. Husbands, loves your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. I think somewhere in my notes it says he's willing to sacrifice for her, give up plans and preferences, and I wrote it down. Give up the Razorback game. <laughs> now that's real love. Razorbacks are playing and you and your buddy want to go. Now if your wife wants to go with you and enjoys that, that's fine. But if she's got other plans somewhere along the way, you need to be willing to make real sacrifices for your wife. That means you don't always get your way. In fact, it means most of the time you do what pleases her. That old saying, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Actually, it is your job to make her feel loved by the way you sacrifice for her. He is selfless selfless with her. And he is her knight in shining armor. Secretly, every woman, don't you dare deny this, you know it's a part of how God made you. Every woman dreams of a man who will be her knight in shining (laughs) armor. Young ladies, that's who you're looking for somebody who will protect you somebody who will stand up for you somebody who will give themselves up for you someone who will not take advantage of you or treat you badly don't marry a jerk marry you're not in shining armor husbands love your wives just as christ loved the church gave himself up for her to make her holy cleansing her by the washing of water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle, without any other blemish. He does not blemish you. If he does, he does not love you. But holy and blameless in this same way husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself A supernatural husband will enable his wife to be all that she can be. That means he doesn't stifle her creativity. Husbands, are you listening? He doesn't exercise his headship thoughtlessly or carelessly. No one ever hated his own flesh. But it nourishes and cherishes, cherishes it. Okay, fantastic five for her husbands. I'm going to help you to understand women. Now, Aaron and I were having this discussion the other day. We were talking about what kind of flooring we're going to have a project next year and redo the gym floor. And we've had <clears throat> discussions <clears throat> about what we're going to, how we're going to. Recover that floor and what we're going to use. And Aaron, the men agreed one way, the women another way. And Aaron said, Who can predict what a woman can think? I said, I've got a book, or there is a book that's been written to help you understand women. He said, Really? I said, Yeah, but it won't fit in this room. <laughs> but, men, let me give you a hint. Here are, and just like, doesn't matter what our love language is, these are simple, they're doable, but they're effective, they're practical. And if a husband will do these things, they will have a big impact on his wife when he does the following. Number one, take her hand. For example, when walking through a parking lot, sitting together at the movies, this deeply pleases, get this guys, 82%. Of women, And the women who are sitting here saying that doesn't impress me very much. Okay, so you're part of the 18%. But for 82% of women, that is very effective. Number two, he leaves her a message by voicemail, email, or text during the day to say he loves her and is thinking about her. This deeply pleases 75% of all women. Number three, puts his arm around her or lays his hand on her knee when they're sitting next to each other in public. What's the difference in the other? Because this is in public. That means at church or at a restaurant and so forth. This deeply pleases 74% of all women. Number four, tells her sincerely, you're beautiful, you are beautiful. And when she says, you're blind, I don't care, you're beautiful to me. This deeply pleases 76% of all women. Number five, pulls himself out of a funk when he's morose, grumpy, or upset about something. Instead of withdrawing, he pulls himself This doesn't mean he doesn't ever get angry or need space. It means he tries to pull himself out of it and instead of expecting her to do it. This pleases 72% of all women. Again, guys, if she asks, gives Brenda her name and email address and wants the list, for you? Guys, you better give Brenda your name and your email or you're not going to have a supernatural marriage. You're going to be in trouble. But that is practical from extensive research from Shanti Felden. Then I need to finish. I'm more over time than I've ever been. I'll blame it on, I don't know. Christ is, I think it is evident in all of this, that Christ is the supernatural example because I speak of the profound mystery I'm talking about Christ and his relationship to the church. Get this very quickly. Christ loves his church. Christ loves his church. And you ought to also. Christ I love my church, and I know you've made me feel loved. Thank you for that. But none of us love our church like Jesus loves our church. And you know what that means? Look up here at me. That means Jesus loves you. Every one of you. Now, I'm his favorite. But Jesus loves you. And he loves his church not only does he love his church he sacrificed himself for his church he purchased the church as his bride with his own blood talk about a bride price he sacrificed himself on the cross and he protects his church just like you, like you care for your own body the church is his body and he protects his body Be careful when you go against the church. Be careful when you start talking bad about the church. Be careful when you try to damage the church. Jesus protects his church. And you don't want to be fighting against him. He loves his church. He gave himself for his church. He protects his church and he nourishes his church. He feeds it with the word of God. The water of the Spirit. We're not talking about baptism. We're talking about the Spirit of God. He nourishes his church. What kind of marriage do you have? You know, I've said over and over again to you that I believe in practical preaching, but I also believe in practical invitations. And I challenge you today to think about your marriage. What kind, what kind of shape is your marriage in? Ground marriage, do you have just a natural marriage or an unnatural marriage? Do you want a supernatural marriage? Then give it to God. Let him be the head of your marriage, the head of your home. Find his will for you and do it. This an appropriate invitation today is for husbands and wives to come to the altar and pray together. About the marriage. Or take her hand. Right where you are. And bow your heads. And commit to God. To have a supernatural marriage. God wants your marriage. To be a good marriage. No. He wants your marriage. To be a great marriage. No. He wants your marriage. To be a supernatural marriage. And it will only happen if you commit your relationship and your marriage to Him. Will you do that today? Let's stand. Father, I pray for the couples in this congregation. Lord, that you would speak to their hearts a commitment to each other. That they might have a supernatural marriage. Lord, I pray for my loved ones here, the people I love who've gone through divorce and are still single. Lord, I pray for them that they might know a relationship with you that totally completes them and fulfills them. As Paul said, you are complete in Christ. Father, I pray the same for the widows and the widowers. In our congregation that they might know completeness in you I pray for their relationship with you and Lord I pray that there will be those today who will commit their lives their souls their marriages to you in Jesus name keep your heads bowed just for a moment listen the altar is open for couples For singles the altars open for the lost to come and pray to receive Christ the altars open and I'm here for those who want to come for membership in the church for baptism whatever your need and these few moments I know I'm over time but this is important this is crucial right now is your time to To act upon what God's been saying to your heart. Will you come? Will you come? Will you give in to God? Will you commit to Christ? Will you come right now? still room at the altar for you, will you come? For those who are on the live stream, you can do this same thing in your living room right now. You can bow and knee before God together or by yourself, whatever the need of your heart, and make a commitment to Him challenge you to do that. He will meet with you there and he will meet your greatest need. May the Lord bless you. May you know his presence, his power, and his healing in your marriage, in your home.